0: The way I express playfulness, let's say, in my daily life is really from the way I dress up, how I speak with some of my friends, drawing and watercoloring, cold water swimming, (laughs) because I love being in the river, watching how the swans fly and making fun of them, curiosity, uh, having this wonder uh, of everything, rowing, I love the excitement of it, especially if we are on a race. Openness to different things, it's about thinking and imagination and dreaming. It's almost like trying to be true to myself. Play comes in as a way of teaching us how we can actually refine the self within ourselves and also being flexible, really, um, being flexible with our mind. I'm Yeshim Kunter. I'm a play expert and a futurist. I'm from Turkey, originally, and now I'm living in London. I've been practicing play since 2012, so this is my 10th year. For me, play means actually connecting. It's a permission to ourselves to connect and make much more deeper meanings. You get to learn yourself in a deeper level. For most people, play might seem like child's play. But what I realized when I was doing a lot of research, play actually is a continuum. It continues our whole life until the end. In the early years, it's learning and understanding and adapting to their world. For an adult, it becomes actually almost finding a new way of being within that world. Maybe it's about cooking and finding different tastes and learning about different senses. As adults, we forget about our playfulness because we are, I think, very much focused on the outcome. The mission is always to finish something. The thing really important in the playfulness is to be okay with that kind of a process and actually be in the flow and have fun with it. Our responsibility in life is really to connect playfully with the life itself. I grew up in 1980s and during that time in Turkey, we didn't have that many toys. So as a young child, our toys were the raw materials outside. Growing up by the Aegean Sea is just an amazing thing. Being by the beach, playing with the sand and making all these traps. We were always over the trees, we were kind of making up stories, we were always acting. It was very colorful. I really never wanted to grow up. I have been always a curious person. I always loved learning new things. As I grow older, I really wanted to be a sculptor, but mostly I want to work with metal and wood. It wasn't easy to go and find tools, especially for crafts. And my dad went to Belgium, so he brought me a Dremel machine. It was the best gift I can ever get. Because I was very much interested in design, I ended up going into architecture. So I had to be doing models, but my models were becoming more like characters. But one of the instructors told me that, why don't you become a toy designer? There is one school in the world which gives a bachelor's degree in toy design, FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. And I went to study toy design. It's a very intense program. It was really hands-on making plastic toys and plush toys. Cutting, chopping, we use every machine you can imagine. Why I became so passionate about toy design? I always loved the fantasy, and I guess being in that fantasy world. I don't know, I was really obsessed with it. I would lose myself while I was making things. It was my time that I would forget the time and uh, my happiest place when I'm creating these characters. Um, so this is my flat and this is my playground. I love entering here because I can see all my uh, board games. But my real passion is spinning tops. So I have many different types of spinning tops. This one is apparently is whistling. I haven't heard the proper whistle, but I'll try to demonstrate it. Um I'll do it. <laughs> it's so cool, isn't it? It will turn a lot. It doesn't stop. <laughs> these, these, I, I play with them. When I, whenever I'm kind of coming up with ideas, I'm kind of turning them. My favorite one is the simple one. And uh, yeah, I have many of them. So after graduating, I worked for Toys R Us. I moved to Denmark to work for Lego, and then I moved to London to work for Hasbro. And I was there for seven years. And then I started my own company in 2012. It's interesting actually in toy industry, we do talk about play, but we don't really go in depth of play. Your aim is actually to create something fun and playful. Your end result is always a product. But when you are deconstructing that thinking, you really try to understand what play really means. Play became almost a mindset. And I guess you actually even uh, embody yourself into it. Playfulness was always a very interesting subject for me. Before my dad passed away, it was a very serious topic. And I was still very much in the more product-based thinking. But after him passing, playfulness became more philosophical for me. The grief was so profound that I found I have to be very nice to myself. Being very, very serious is not going to help me. The loss was so painful that I really needed to find a meaning from that. So I was playing in my mind, I thought like a child, I'm going to learn how to deal with this grief in a playful way. Okay, I have to rebuild my own foundation. I was almost seeing this like a building blocks, imagining if Yeshim is this passionate person about toys, what does it mean if my dad is gone? You know, it's almost like creating equations. Uh, Really, you are deconstructing yourself and recreating. Whenever I saw him in my dream or my mom saw him, we would mention it. It's kind of like as if they just pop in and came for a coffee, <laughs> you know. We still do that. It's been, you know, seven years. We still continue that ritual of remembering them in that way. Yeah, he's a, he's a character for me. I, whenever I do something, I remember certain stuff that he liked. Yeah, remembering him is nice always. Playfulness was my only way and maybe the best tool that I could use to be resilient with the situation and actually learn to adapt to my new life. If you are super rigid, it's very easy to break, but if you are playful with the situation, you actually accept life as it is, so you can find ways to actually look from a different perspectives. So, playfulness how it happens within my day. It starts usually at 5.40 and I wake up. The minute I open my eyes, I'm kind of like, okay, what did I dream? I have really vivid dreams, so I would start writing about them immediately. And then around 6.30 a.m., I have to be in the water, cold water swimming. I would meet with a couple of other ladies and then we swim for about 10 or 15 minutes, depending on the temperature. Swimming in the cold water, especially if it is the winter, it's dark, it's cold. The water is probably five or four degrees. Together, you are laughing because you know you are doing something almost silly in a way. People will be like looking at us like, what are you guys doing? That whole dynamic is so fun because that's your adventure of the day. And then I come back around seven and I start to write two full pages without thinking anything. And sometimes there are really interesting things comes up. My writing ritual became even more fun when I got this writing box. It's a very old one, I think. The minute I saw it, I fell in love. You know, you imagine all these kind of magical things that can come out of it, really. She has an attitude, that's what I can say. Midday, I always have a coffee break. So I am going to make Turkish coffee. And for that, I have a small pot. And we are going to look for my Turkish coffee. Oh, It's very strong. (laughs) That's a very special coffee break because as I'm a Turkish person, I love doing fortune readings. So I'm going to put... Three spoons full of Turkish coffee, but I have to put a bonus for the fortune reading. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like a espresso size cups, um, and I put just like a one cup of water over the coffee. Now I'm going to wait for it to brew itself. Okay. I'm putting the plate on top of the cup and I'm going to make a couple of turns and then I'm going to flip it. Whoops. And now it's ready. So um, now it's the time of the day for making up a story. It's now cold enough, my cup. I can turn it over. And what I do is I'm going to look inside... Oh, it's interesting. I see kind of like a, there is a castle in the sky. It's almost like um has roots coming out from it. And I kind of feel there's two people underneath it. There are kind of uh, two people inside a nest. It's weird. I see a very long journey to somewhere. But also I'm also seeing like a two halves of the brain. I have to prepare a presentation. <laughs> about play (laughs) yes so now it's time to take the picture of this from 10 p.m till 11 p.m is my dreaming time it doesn't have to be like that I have to sit and dream but I just love giving that permission to myself Being in my library room, I call it, it's a very small space, but being surrounded with all these books, different kind of toys, different kind of card games, I pick one thing. It doesn't matter what it is, and then just read one page. And that's kind of my play, really. Spontaneity is the most important element within my playfulness, because what I like is to surprise myself. That kind of makes me very much excited and connected to my daily life. I guess my whole day is all about making stories. Play brings joy to my life. It makes me feel alive and connected to everything about the world. I feel so much calmer, compassionate and content with myself. One of the amazing things that I learned from the play practice in the last 10 years is being okay with any kind of hard situation. As we grow older, we become heavier with life. If we don't play, we almost forget how we can actually reconnect. It keeps us young, actually, really young by heart. I see humanity as like a toddler we are still at the beginning of understanding and accepting each other. If people are playful and they know their playful selves, it will become easier for each of us to be kind to each other. It's kind of like uh, giving ourselves that curiosity and openness. Not just judging it, but actually being genuinely curious about what it is. And also amusing yourself, really. I think playfulness is really the future. It's almost like uh, your ultimate power, in a way. You're finding your own self and really sharing your own insights with the world. The Practices was produced by Radio Wolfgang for Light. For more information, visit light.app. This episode featured Yeshim Kunda. It was produced by Holly Aquilina with sound design by Ivor Manley, assisted by Tony Onachuku. The executive producer was L.E.D. Martino.